Welcome to Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast. I am Jessica Mickle, one of the clinical training specialists at the Scheduling Institute. And with me today, I have Brittany Smith. I'm another clinical trainer with the Scheduling Institute. I was a dental assistant for five years before coming over here. Awesome. And I am Christine Geberbauer, a registered dental hygienist. Been with the Scheduling Institute for almost three years now and done a lot of trainings. Um, just hit my 225 mark. Yay! So, congrats. Been in a few offices internationally, which I'm super proud of. Absolutely. Nice. And for myself, Jessica, I am as well an expanded functions dental assistant as well as hygienist practice manager, marketing, jack of all trades, master of none. So today we are going to be talking about how to better utilize our assistant team, um, which I'm super excited about. Sometimes um, I feel like we could be a little bit overlooked um, and we are some uh, a section of the practice that would be dearly missed if you ask your dentist. Oh, yeah. If they had to go back and to hygienist. dental school, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like um, every department utilizes assistance for various things yes, throughout the day. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, the doctors had to go back to dental school and suction their own patients. It would be a, a very challenging day oh, for yeah. them. So I'm excited for us to get into this topic today. So, um, Brittany, so tell us a little bit about how you feel like our assistants could really shine in the dental community. What could we do in our offices to really shine and stand out so and be an integral part? I think the more utilized the assistants are, the more they feel like they hold value and the more that they're able to reach their full potential. I know that the offices that I worked in, um, I had two that were completely opposites where one kind of undervalued me and constantly reminded me that I wasn't the doctor, I can't diagnose, I can't do this, I can't do that, and you know, I wasn't able to take impressions because the doctor did them a specific way and he was worried I wouldn't do it the same way that he would, and so just different things like that. So I feel like if you're not utilizing your assistants for what they went to school for and what they're able to do, and I was also expanded functions, um, I have my RDA and my FDA and my CDA in three different states. So I could do all of those things and was excited to do them, wanted to make temporaries, wanted to pack cord, wanted to do all the things that really made me more than a spit sucker. But when you're not utilized for those things, that's what you feel like is a spit sucker. And so if that's how you feel and then you're supposed to project that value onto your patients who, you know, you're the most trusted person in the office, you're not going to do that unless unless you're empowered to feel that you hold purpose and you hold value and that you're a person in that position, but you, you're constantly wondering if you have that authority. So a key word you said in that whole statement was trust, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. it's, you know, you have all of these tools that you've been taught in school, mm -hmm. and but yet you're not feeling trusted right. in, in actually doing them, mm -hmm. right? So Christine, Something that she mentioned too was that the dental assistants are the most trusted individual in the dental practice Absolutely. as a hygienist. How do you feel about that? What does that mean to you? I feel like that absolutely makes them kind of, I mean, we all work together right, towards the greater Absolutely. good, but like that is, we're all in supporting roles for each other, so right. just because they're the most trusted, it doesn't mean like, oh, one person's more important than the other. Right. You guys spend a lot of time, I don't wanna say you guys, right? <laughs> um, but like, assistants, assistants spend a lot of time, whether it be a hygiene assistant or on the restorative side, they spend a lot of time with the patient and really build that relationship. I just did a training last week where the doctor said, I want somebody in the room with the patient the whole time. So if I'm not in there, you need to be in there. And it's not only for safety purposes, of course, but to 
you know, right. build that relationship with them and create that experience, create that relationship so we can keep all of that relationship going with our practice. Absolutely. That rapport. Yes. And flipping to that, talking about the doctors trusting the assistant. So if they empower you and trust you to do the things that you were trained on, Brittany, that allows you to be able to be in there building that relationship with the patient, correct? Right. Right. If you feel like you're just there to suck spit, you're only going to feel like you need to be in there when the doctor is in there performing different you know treatments if you feel like you're the trusted individual that's building a relationship that's making sure they have a great experience and you know not necessarily diagnosing but like you can have conversations and especially if you've been trained to have these conversations in the doctor's words like why did he choose a crown over a composite why did he choose you know x over z Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you're able to do that, you're going to want to stay in the room. But if you feel like you're just there to suck spit and wait for somebody to tell you what to do, you've got other things to be doing. Mm -hmm. Right. So I know for myself, I've had several patients that after the doctor diagnosed the patient with something, they would look at me and go, Jess, would you do this? Oh, my gosh. Did you ever have that experience, Brittany? Only every time with every patient. (laughs) Um, And I think a lot of that's because doctors, you know, they're so great, but they use their clinical jargon a lot, and patients just don't know what any of those words mean. So by the time they leave the room, the patient's like, okay, can you give me, like, the Wikipedia version? Like, (laughs) what did he? Yeah, let's break (laughs) it down a little bit. Like, I don't, I don't, do I need a crown? Like, why would I need a crown? Why can't I just do a composite? Last time I did or they probably wouldn't even call it composite. Last time I did a filling, why can't I do a filling again? Or, you know, all these different questions. And so, like, they go to you, but you're also the only person in the practice that's not necessarily asking something of them, right? They always are quick to say, like, oh, does the doctor need a new car? Does he need to pay for the kids to go to college? Like, they always think the doctor wants money from them. And then, you know, front desk is collecting that money, but the assistant is there to be their friend to make sure that they have a great experience, to keep them calm, to make sure they're not nervous or anxious, and to talk them through these things. And mm-hmm. so it definitely makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So as a hygienist, how mm-hmm. could we as hygienists better utilize our assistants to support what we do and to be for that greater good of of the whole practice as a whole. So in my clinical days, uh, I had some really great assistants that I worked with and I was at smaller practices. So typically there were one or two, but I always felt like they had my back and then I would have theirs. And it's just this reciprocation thing that it's not like, oh, I'm a hygienist and I'm not doing that. That's not my mentality. Mm -hmm. And so they showed me that that wasn't theirs. So I needed to show them that I appreciated them back. So that's, I think appreciation is huge. I think. How did for, you particularly do that? Um, if they were behind and they had a room that was open um, or dirty, I would go and clean that for them. Sterilize instruments. You know, if I had to see the patient and take an x-ray on something, I mean, that was just kind of something that we did and it was never an expectation that was set, but that's just kind of who I am as a person. Like one of my top strengths is harmony. So I'm a people pleaser. Um, (laughs) But it definitely plays on the culture of the whole office because if we start pointing fingers, that becomes not a fun game. (laughs) Absolutely. And I, speaking for myself and being on both sides of the fence as well, as a hygienist, if I didn't have restorative background, it sometimes a challenge and intimidating actually 
to break down a room and redress it Absolutely. for restorative, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Right. So one of the things that, you know, to my assistant, my assistant peeps out there, <laughs> you know, if you could just create a like a checklist and some pictures yes. that for we dummy hygienists, you know, we can really get in there and help you guys yeah. to be more proficient on your side of things, oh, right, Brittany? absolutely. And, you know, it's funny that you say that because I talk about that and efficiency and streamlining all the time because from personal experience, I would have, you know, these amazing hygienists that, you know, we spend more time with our coworkers than we do sometimes our family. Absolutely. So, you know, we would have these people that are our friends and, you know, they want to help when things get kind of crazy, but they would say the same thing. Like, I can break down the room to like, I can clean the things that are here, you. but <laughs> yeah, but I don't know how to help you. Yeah. And so having those pictures of setups or checklists or something mm -hmm. where like, I think that would empower you know, for both sides, for assistants to help hygienists and also for hygienists to help assistants because we're all working for the greater good of the patient, right? Yep. I set up restorative kits when I went down to the Dominican to our, where we go for our mm -hmm. mission trip, where we have our clinic. And I was doing it with somebody that spoke Spanish and didn't speak English. And I speak English and not Spanish. So I was using Google Translate and pictures from Design Ergonomics to set up <laughs> these restorative kits. And I was like, you know, I have a picture. I can do this. I right. felt fully confident in it. Pictures, it, you know, they say pictures in music. Right. Yes. Knows no boundaries of language, yes. right? Exactly. Yes. But there is something about the word the power of the word, right? Mm -hmm. And just a simple thank you. Oh yeah. Can huge. Can mean so much, huge. right? Yeah. So when you were trying to unite and create that greater good community, whether it's an assistant helping a hygienist or a hygienist helping an assistant, which again that's for the greater good of not only the business but First and foremost, the patient. Absolutely. That yes. word of empowerment and that thank you and that affirmation goes so far, right, ladies? Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. yes. Also yeah. food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> food works too. Food. Yes. Food works too. But when you have that appreciation and, you know, even Robert Cialdini says, like, give the compliments you want people to live up to. Mm. So if you're constantly telling your team members, you know, thank you so much. You are so helpful. Like, I love when you help me. You know, different things like that. Like, they want to be more helpful. They want to do it more often Absolutely. because it's recognized. And people just as humans, we like to hear that. Yeah. And so when you have that positive affirmation that you're getting back when you're helping, you want to do it more, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. I think that's good. So I think along with our words of affirmation is setting very clear expectations for our assistant team. Right. Yes. So Christine, you had um, a thought on this. I just feel like if I have the expectations set from the beginning and I know what my role is supposed to be and I know what my job expectations are, not only can I live up to it, but you know, if there's something on there that I don't know, great, it's an opportunity for me to go learn something and better myself and help the patients more and help the practice more and you know, be that most trusted person. Um, so I think the doctor setting expectations of their assistance is huge, I think number one for any role in the office. But I absolutely agree. Especially assistants because you are utilized probably the most throughout the office. Right. Yeah. And sometimes we're underutilized as well. Yes. So this yeah. is also going back to the trust with the doctors and setting up the very clear expectations of what we need to do as assistants and what right. we can do and understanding that if, you know, yes, you may can, can make a temporary in five minutes, doctor, but 
you also need to be going and doing a restorative procedure that mm -hmm. I as an assistant can't do. So I can sit there and build that trust and that relationship with that patient, correct, Brittany? Right, and I think that's important for the doctors to question and think about is like, you know, you might have your assistant who doesn't make temporaries and you don't feel confident letting them make temporaries, but how much time have you invested in, you know, sitting with them and teaching them, like, right? Yeah, yeah clear guidelines of what you want that temporary to look like and how you want them to make it. If you're not mm -hmm. mentoring them to do that and you just expect them to do it on a whim, then you can't really be surprised when they don't. Absolutely. So, again, on both sides, very clear expectations. And I think right. that carries across for every position in the practice. Every position, yes. When you know what is expected of you, you're going to exceed those expectations by right. far. So thank you ladies for joining me today. Thank you. Um, focusing on how we can better utilize our assistant team, our assistants, and all of the rest of our team as well. If you have thoughts on our conversation today, we would love to hear from you. So please check us out at hygieneprofitleaders.com. Thanks, and we'll see you soon.